Manscaped Probs. And I'm Dr. Cash. And today we're going to be talking about some more NCAA. The coaches top 25 poll was released. You have Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Ohio State rounding up the top four. Um, a pretty predictable top four. Uh, but there were a few surprises here and there. You have Notre Dame at number seven, even after losing in book. And we also have LSU, who surprisingly is at number 13 after ending the year unranked. Um, what do you have to say about this, Dr. Cash? Yeah, I just – when, when I'm going to start off with Notre Dame here. I think yeah. uh, a lot of people look at them as – they, they don't see how much loss this team has suffered after – that exit to Bama last year to the draft and then just leaving and transfers. I mean, I yeah. look at this team as one of one of the most overrated teams in college football mm-hmm. because, um, I mean, when it comes to like big games, they had that they had that upset win against Clemson, but that was one without Trevor Lawrence, and two, it shouldn't have been as close as it was. Exactly. There are other big games. There are other two college football playoff appearances. I mean, they've they've gotten blown out. So I I, yeah. just, I don't see how they deserve really a number seven spot in the preseason coaches pool, but again I think it's just a matter of how how good of a coach Brian Kelly will be under this uh, relatively young young squad. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you lose your starting quarterback, there's uncertainty there, and so that's that's as you said up to the coach to figure that out, um, but. They do have a few coming back piece, pieces coming back. You know, Kyrie Williams, who was a pretty standout running back. And I think this team is has talent, um, but, like, there's there's nothing that I could say that's, like, star-studded, star-studded talent right. about this Notre Dame team. And that's why I'm a bit skeptical. But, uh, I mean, they could 100% prove me wrong um, on Saturday when season starts. Um, yeah, but right now, um, for uh, opening opening day ranking, I don't I don't think Notre Dame should be as high as they are. Yeah, and then um, another team that you were talking about was LSU, and I think that yep. like like you said, they finished the year last year unranked. Um, we've heard Coach Oregon talk about the pressure of uh, having to compete the year after winning a national championship. And while I could agree that it would be hard, I just don't think that that was a great uh, reasoning behind why they did so poor last year. I mean, obviously they did lose Burho. They didn't have Chase and Jefferson, but I think that they should have done just a little bit better than what they did. But I think 13 is a little bit generous here. I think if anything, you put them below 15, like 15 or higher, I guess. Fifteen through twenty-five. Sorry. Yeah, and um, yeah. I just yeah, I feel like yeah, I, they've made a lot of adjustments on the coaching staff, gotten a lot of transfers. Mm-hmm. But I think you yeah. know they can obviously build their way up from uh, outside of the top ten and maybe yeah. join in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's all of this speculation is exactly what that speculation. Um, when. When it comes down to the pads and the games, we're gonna see who who's come gonna come out on top. And I want to see LSU quarter LSU's quarterback let's really perform. Miles Brennan, I think he had a lackluster season last year, so um I want to see him bounce back because he's he's gonna 
most likely be leading this team. Um, and I also want to see Derek Stingley, who's out out last year, uh, standout cornerback for the Tigers' potential top five pick. And I, I want to see him really have impact on every single game. And I think with those two guys performing at a high level, this team has a shot. Right, and I think um, once this team obviously gets gets a true leader in the locker room, um, I think that's yeah. gonna help. That's gonna help them a lot towards big time games Saturday night lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think last year they were kind of um, still in shock, you know, COVID, and then also you had this dominant team that like couldn't be stopped and. I feel like they had a little bit of shock after that, but um, they might they're they're gonna have to come back down to earth um, and really, you know, start performing like a a ranked team, not not championship caliber. I don't think anyone's expecting that, but like a ranked team who can compete with the A and M's, with the Texas's, teams like that. Yeah, after that, the offense in their championship year, I mean, they were just so electric, and, and the pressure to mm-hmm. come through that again without your starter, I mean, that's... It, it, it's yeah, cool. that's tough. But, yeah, that's that's some of our few things that I believe and we believe are maybe a bit overhyped teams, but um, now we go into the top 10, and... We have um, three SEC teams, Alabama, um, Georgia, and Texas A&M. So do you, uh, Dr. Cash, think there should be more teams, like maybe Florida um, teams, or do you think three is a solid amount? Do you think that's where they deserve to be? I think I think three is what uh, a lot of people were thinking for how many SEC teams mm-hmm. would be featured in this top ten because – we see the strong year that A and M had last year. Um, yeah. Obviously, Bama and Georgia were in that top ten, and I think yeah, three is a solid number for the SAC. But I mean, it could it could get up to five. I mean, we see teams like Florida and LSU just right on the outside looking in. Um, yeah. So this could easily turn in back into what the SEC has been. Obviously, it's cooled off a little bit since the departure of Burrow. And now the departure of mm-hmm. uh, the departure of you know like Tua, uh, Kyle Trask, yep, all those guys, and so yeah, it's, it's cooled off a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think that it could easily flip. But I think yeah, definitely a solid yeah, number next... for the SEC. Yeah, and one more thing um, I'd like to ask you about before we go on to our next segment. Um, do you think some of these Big 12 teams, like Iowa State, who right now is ranked in the top 10, maybe have something to fight for? Because um, if they don't perform at a high level, maybe maybe Big 12, um, if they do disperse, you know, maybe Iowa State gets their pick at the conferences because of how well they play. Do you think that might factor into um, Iowa State's hunger this season? Oh yeah, you bring up a great point there. Um, I I think you're completely right, right along the track right there about how how Iowa State's performances here could easily dictate what the future of them and deciding their conference in the 
Big 12 could be because they, yeah. they start this year most likely in that top 10. Um, you know, you're going to get to play big-time teams. You're going to get to play Oklahoma. You're going to get to play Texas. Texas, yeah. Um, and with that, like like this year, they just had a, a conference championship berth, and um, they they were able to come yeah, close to Oklahoma. Trending in the right direction, for sure. Yeah, they they also got they got Iowa um, in a rivalry game in their second week, so they they've got a lot to prove this year. And with Brock Purdy returning, I mean that that helps a ton. So I think yeah, definitely if if these guys can end the year in the top ten, that will mm-hmm. definitely give them some some sort of uh, advantage in deciding conferences. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that plays a big role in not only Iowa State, but also some of the other Big 12 teams that are maybe on the fringes right now, like um, like a TCU, um, Baylor, Baylor kind of team. Yeah. So I think those those teams, maybe they might also have something. Maybe if they can break into the top 25, maybe they have something to put, like to show some of these teams. But um, yeah, moving on to our next segment. Um, NFL training camp um, has started. It's been a few weeks. Hard Knocks is out already. Um, first episode on the Cowboys. Um, I wanted to jump right in with some of the rookies, um, Trey Lance and Justin Fields specifically, who have been showing out. Um, Justin Fields, you know, the coaches are raving about him. Um, they're saying that he's very very deep deep ball and um he's standout um and Trey Lance as well he's been getting compliments from his teams um no from his teammates and his coaches as well all all saying you know great player learning very very much and um on an upward trajectory so what do you think about both both these two QBs. Yeah, I look at these two QBs from the draft, and I think like they're both put into similar situations. I mean, these are some big market teams um, that have a, a a lot of history, and yeah, you, you look at Trey Lance specifically. I mean, he could he could be the starter week one for this Forty ers team. I mean, I feel for Jimmy Very G, possible. that guy. He joined, took him to the Super Bowl. Gets injured. I mean, in this fan base, and, and this coaching staff just doesn't seem to have the belief in him that they used to. So, I mean, yeah, I, I got you. Got a feel for him, but um, Lance has just been showing out at training camp, and I get training camp yep. uh, the exact uh, exact imitation. Yeah, of it's not. Gonna, it's not real. It's, yeah, it's not what they're going to do in the game, but it's definitely promising. I mean, it's better than seeing your quarterback. Uh, miss targets and miss easy throws in, in training camp. But, yeah, it's mm-hmm. definitely been promising to look in. And I feel like with Garoppolo, I mean, I feel like you can you, you throw him out there yep. the first few weeks, you see how he does, and you get Lance some uh, time to learn on the bench. And I think that's, that's key yeah, in exactly. his career. And as for Fields, mm-hmm. I mean, we've already seen Coach Nagy go out publicly and say that Dalton remains the starter every time the question is asked. Perfect. But I think, yeah. I mean, I think I, what we've seen from Fields, I mean, th- that could easily change. I, I like him. I think the Bears definitely got a steal there. 
and Fields has yeah, a, a pretty good offense too. Exactly. I think um, first of all, I want to go with Trey Lance. I think the the physical ability is there, and also I feel like um, coaches have been talking about. You know, I heard um, he's logged the most hours on the um, the game plans and um, the plays. Um, so I mean, there there's will there as well, and he's really making sure that he understands the the offense, and I think that's super important when you're a rookie quarterback. And Justin Fields, um, like Lance, they both have superb physical ability, and I feel like they, Justin Fields can understand the, the flow of the game really well coming out of Ohio State. And um, I think that that's going to really help him in a, in a Bears offense that is looking to su- succeed right away. Yeah, I think with Foles and Trubisky last year, they they had so much potential, but definitely mm-hmm. were not able to utilize it with uh, Foles yeah. and Trubisky at hand. But I feel like with a quarterback like Fields, you, you automatically get that confidence. You get that uh, running ability, and you get, you get all you need in one package, really. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think that's what's important to both of these teams is that these quarterbacks mature because they have the talent. I think they just need to mature and gain more experience. And then um, it's only going to be a matter of time before they start. Exactly. Yeah. And going on to our next um, training camp topic um, is the injury to Carson Wentz. So another injury um, set to be out more time. Um, this, this, this looked like the Colts. They were banking on him to be their quarterback for the season. And um, he goes down with an early um, early training camp injury. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's just pure un- unlucky for the Colts. I mean, we saw a few clips of Carson throwing in camp, and he, he looked great, uh, especially with his long balls. And... I mean, you got a feel for him. He's gone injury through injury, and I feel like the Colts. It's it's really unlucky for them, but um, I honestly do think they ought to give Nick Foles a call up and maybe trade for him because mm-hmm. right now, what it's Sam Ellinger and Brett Hundley. I think competing for and that Jacob one. Jacob Eason, yeah, and J- yeah, and I, that you can't yeah. have that week one and that timeline for once was was pretty interesting. Week five to week twelve. Or yeah. five to twelve weeks, excuse me. Well, that, that's that's a huge yeah, five gap to right weeks, there. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. when yeah. I I look at it, it's just it's and, so risky to have to go with one of these guys for more than half of your season. I mean, that's it's way too big of a risk that the Colts need to take. And they have T. Y. Hitlin back. They got a lot of their defense back, and it's go time. I mean, if you don't have Carson Wentz, exactly. that's right. You you, you have the picks to go out and get a, a solid backup that can start for a few weeks like like Nick Foles. Or you could go out and get a quarterback like Gardner Minshew who wants that starting position. So yeah, I, I think it just comes down to what the Colts' front office is aiming to do. Yeah, and I mean, there's been reports that um, Wentz has been showing out during uh, camp. But um, yeah, it's it kind of sucks. But... Um, the the timeline is so broad that I mean it's 
from the outside, I mean, I'm sure they have some indication on the inside of what's going to happen, but um, he's out. And then you also have Quentin Nelson, um, who's who's out for a few weeks. And I think there's some injuries, but, um, I mean, when you think about it, the time range should put them in around the first week of um, – there's been reports that they, they're going to be able to start the first week, but – um. Carson Wentz in particular, like starting in a new offense. Of course, he's been with Rock before, but um, still a new team. Um, I think he needs every rep that he can get, and this is going to be a blow. Maybe not a huge blow, but um, maybe at least a blow to um, how, how effective he plays, to at least starting the season. Yeah, it's, it's really going to affect him and the Colts a lot. I, I hope he comes back soon because if, if he plays well, that Colts – team is scary they can give yep. the titans a run for their money in the afc south yep for sure um that carson wentz news and quentin nelson news is gonna pretty much be um the colt season um if they can stay healthy or not then um you you don't know how far the colts can go it's pretty unpredictable from here um next i want to talk about Xavier Howard and C.J. Henderson rumors. So, Xavier Howard, you know, requesting a trade, um, saying he wants out of Miami, contract disputes, and then finally gets it worked out. Um, and then also, recent news, the Jaguars looking to, they're fielding off trade offers for their first-round pick last year, C.J. Henderson. And after missing a week of training camp, it, it, it's an interesting story that I, I like to talk about with you. Um, do you think this is kind of um, what? What do you think of this whole situation? Yeah, I I like watching a Henderson last year. Obviously, there's a lot more that he can do, but I mean, he's he's so young, and I feel like that was that's a problem right now with mm-hmm. the Jaguars. There, especially with Henderson. I mean, he has so much potential to help it that defense that's struggling that hasn't been elite since 2017. Um, I feel like when you give away a talent like Henderson, let's just yeah, just throw you basically like throwing away free money. It's I I don't I don't really like the move, but I mean rumors I've I've seen that Meyer isn't isn't a fan of Henderson, but I feel like he's got to get over mm-hmm. that. I mean Henderson's a young guy going into his sophomore year. You can't you can't let go of him that yeah. easily. But if a team like again if a team like the Saints are able to see what he brings to the table, that's huge for them they've they've engaged in discussions for him after not being able to acquire Xavier Howard yeah. so I like it for the Saints yeah I think there are a few teams that are a bit low on cornerback de- depth that's one of the, the biggest positions in the league right now and um oh yeah if he if he does come available I think there are going to be a few teams at least um checking out everything but um yeah from the Jaguars perspective it it seems kind of weird. Like even if he has some off, um, off the field issues, like I would, I would believe that the Jaguars can fix that with the head coaching that they have with Urban Myers. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think you should be training someone that young and that talented as well. Um, who you drafted at number nine. Um, yeah, but. Going off on the Xavier Howard, do you think it's do you think the whole all the drama is done, or do you think there's a part two? 
I I personally think it's finished. I think they got it resolved because the main mm-hmm. thing that I think Howard was looking for was for the Dolphins to appreciate his value and give him the money yeah. that he was worth. And I I think the Dolphins were hesitant to do that. Not sure why, but you know they had mm-hmm. a lot of other players that they're gonna need to pay soon. That may have been yeah. why, but I think they finally recognized his value, and I think this is a done deal. He wanted to be in Miami, and he's going to get to stay now, which is huge. For yeah, for, and the for sure. For sure. I think um, I think having a quarterback like Howard, I think a lockdown quarterback, top two in my opinion, um, that's you need that if you want to be a, a contending team. And I think one of the issues was having Byron Jones right next to him pay, being paid so much more money than him. Right. And um, so getting that, um, getting that, you know, fig- figured out and everything, I think that's that was important to keeping arguably your most talented player on the team and then also um, avoiding any more drama. Effect yeah, that's team. huge for an organization when they they really don't have uh they they there's question marks at their quarterback spot and they've got bigger things to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't you can't be you can't be thinking about that right now. Um, but I mean, I bet they're glad that's resolved and everything. Yeah, it's 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 good to see that they've got it resolved now, because. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially for the future. I mean, you don't want any other players going off of Howard's uh, bad mark on this organization because then future free agents aren't going to want to sign either. Exactly. Yeah. It, it kind of it sets a stain for the entire um, organization. Um, yeah. And moving on to our next topic um, Aaron Rodgers coming back to camp. You know, all the last dance rumors, we haven't really covered this much. So, the reports are that Rodgers is going to give it a last dance with Devontae Adams, and then afterwards he can decide. Does he want to get traded, um, or does he want to stay in Green Bay? What do you think of this arrangement with um, Rodgers and the Packers? I mean, it's. I honestly think it's what Green Bay deserves. I think it was great that Aaron Rodgers was that honest in his first mm-hmm. um, press conference after training camp. But I think it's what Green Bay deserves. They they don't let him. From what he's saying, you got to believe him. They're not they're not letting him engage yeah. in any of the trade discussions or any draft um, mm-hmm. suggestions. Then there's there's like no point in having it. You're, you're using him, but not in the right yeah. way. You've got you've got a Hall of Fame quarterback at hand, and you're not maximizing what he can do. He wants to help this team. He knows that Green Bay isn't the ideal spot for. Uh, free agent looking to sign to a contending team yeah. because, you know, Green Bay is not a top destination. Yeah. And um, he, he was brutally honest, and I think that he's generous. It's generous of him to to go sign an, another deal with this team setting just completely wanting out mm-hmm. um, along with Devontae Adams. I think they're going to be a scary team, obviously, no doubt about it. But um, yeah. it's just a question of, you know, is there any chance that Green Bay could make this, make him a Packer for life? And uh, I think I think they definitely can, but mm-hmm. it's going to take a lot of work at this point. They've already made him that upset. Yeah, and um, 
when you think about it, like, of course, Aaron Rodgers, but having him go next season when you can really start getting the feelers out and, you know, negotiating with teams maybe a bit, I think that helps this team a lot. And also Jordan Love, you can start grooming him for that QB1 role. So Aaron Rodgers giving this one more year to Green Bay. I mean, it's a real boon for them. And then also, if they win a championship next year, would would Aaron Rodgers really want to walk, walk away from that? So that should be their plan. At least get to the championship game. Yeah, I think that that would be huge. I, I, I've thought about it, like, how awkward it would be if they won after everything he said, respectfully, yeah. about this organization. But, I mean, I think if, if he did win, I don't think he would leave, really. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah, exactly. think that the Packers would definitely start listening to him and, and making sure they uh, they satisfy his needs. Yep, take his, his feelings into consideration. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, and... That's, I think, that's one of the biggest things for this whole saga. Um, yeah, and it it's, seems like it's ended for at least this season. Um, so um, it's going to be interesting to see where it picks up next season. But, um, yeah, that's everything we have for you guys today on the RTT podcast. Um, make sure to check out our website at rewindthattape.com. We post um, three times a week. and. Um, our in social medias, Instagram, Twitter, um, Bleach Report, anywhere else, um, you can find us at Rewind That Tape. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and peace.